This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the show, this is the podcast where I chat with a different musician each episode. And for this one, I have Joshua Moriarty, who you may know from such bands as Miami Horror, All the Colors, Telenova. But what we're mainly talking about today is his new solo album called Melancholia, which came out not too long ago. And it has songs on it such as We're Coming Back, which sounds like this. He also has a couple of albums out which he has released previously and you'll find them on Spotify, Apple Music or wherever you stream or buy music. And apart from that, he also does a podcast called The Bottom of It which is somewhat similar to Life on Music in that he chats to different musicians. He's had a lot of amazing guests, some guests that we share um, such as Luke Steele, Greta Ray, his most recent episode with Davey Lane but also um, a bunch of other guests. Um, He had Denny Harrison, who is George Harrison's son from the Beatles, and, of course, the best of all, Murray Cook from the Wiggles. So, yeah, I'd recommend checking that out as well. But let's jump into the chat with Joshua Moriarty. So we have Josh Moriarty with us. How are you doing today, Josh? I'm well, thank you, Jesse. How are you? Glad I'm pretty good. Technical pretty stuff good. sorted. Oh, podcast. yeah. It's always the best part of a podcast, um, especially doing it over Zoom and things like that is when everything just wants to fuck up for you. Yeah. I hate doing them over the internet when I do my own ones. Mm. I've been doing them for probably about five years now and I would all I've done three I've done like six nearly 70 of them but I only did three over the internet and every one other one was in person with somebody mm. and it's so much better you Definitely. get to be human beings together and um sense people's I don't know there's just so much more to a conversation when you can do it in person than online but the times we live in have changed yeah definitely yeah I started this during um COVID so I haven't had the the chance right. to to actually do in-person ones, I'm in Sydney. I bought like I got all this new gear to to actually finally do it in person properly, and that's when we went into the the next lockdown. So cool. I just had yeah, I just have a bunch of gear sitting in my cupboard, well, and then I have s- I've barely had any Sydney Sydney interviews since the lockdowns ended. So you've got an exciting future. Yeah, I'm ready. You. I'm ready to interview some people. Yeah, but like doing, I've done radio. I do radio as well, so I've done like in-person interviews and it's you're right it's so much so much better yeah absolutely there's just so many other different social cues and things that you Mm. can pick up on to sort of read the room definitely yeah well we'll talk a little bit i want to talk about a bit about your podcast later but um i suppose we should start with the the new album that you've got um Mm. melancholia which is so good man it's such such good vibes thanks did you listen to it did you yeah, I've listened. I've listened a couple of times. Um, Sweet and cool. 
it definitely feels modern, but it it has these kind of, I guess, vintage kind of vibes to it as well. Yeah, definitely. I love all that stuff from yeah. the old days. That's a huge part of what I like to do. Were, were there any particular influences you had for this one? Um, Scott Walker. Do you know Scott Walker? No, I, I know the name. I can't. I can't like picture. He's it, in a group called the Walker Brothers. It's like the sixties, right. and they were actually they got pretty weird eventually. But yeah, he he's a freak. Check him out. He's a legend. He's cr- like crooners. Love lots of Elvis oh, nice. and Scott Walker and Sinatra and all those, you know, old classic crooner dudes. And then a lot of well, not a lot of like a handful of composers that I just became mm-hmm. obsessed with, like Henry Mancini, Les Baxter, Martin Denny. They're all these like Tropicana kind of dudes from the fifties. Mm-hmm. And just big sweeping strings and lots of saxophones and orchestral instruments, which I really, yeah. really like. So I've just been trying to put a lot of that into my music. Yeah, definitely. There's um a couple of instrumental tracks on the um on the album, which um usually when um I'm listening to an album and there's an instrumental track, it's a bit it can be a bit Mm, see i i'm like the other way i I, hate vocals yeah well more for more for me sort of i don't don't, singing i have a a sort of tumultuous relationship with singing and my voice i guess so sometimes i just feel like i gotta shut up and i can't bring myself to sing like the record before this one was called romantica and I sung, it was like nine songs and I sung one of them right. because I just was going through a, I don't feel like singing at all, period. And so this right. time it's sort of half, half. Yeah, I just think I can say a lot of what I want to say without having to use my voice and lyrics sometimes. Like cool. it's about saying it through the music. But yeah, sorry, I sort of interrupted you. You you don't usually like instrumental songs? Yeah, it can be... Um. If it's not an instrumental album, like obviously, like people have made careers out of just being instrumental and they they know their shit. But if it's just like a singer songwriter kind of thing, it's kind of a lot of times it's a bit of a lull in, lull in the album for me. Yeah, sure. Um, but it felt felt really good on on um, this one. Yeah, I think I'll always be for the life of me i reckon no matter what i do it will always be the kind of like half singing half Mm -hmm. instrumental because it's just yeah the way i love to make music i don't always want to have to use my voice if i don't have to Mm -hmm. so i guess i'm not yeah i wouldn't consider myself like singer song writer so much in that sort of classical sense of it that's why i like to do the instrumentals Mm -hmm. so you say like the vocals um like the last album you you barely you sound like one track is it a kind of thing that, like like you said, you can say say enough without the vocals, or is it a bit of like you you, I don't know, lack of confidence with your own voice as well? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, not so much. Like it's not like confidence necessarily. It's more self loathing, right? <laughs> Occasionally, I don't know. I mean, think about how like. You hear your voice all day, every day of your mm-hmm. fucking life since yeah. the beginning of time. So sometimes you don't want to hear it, yeah. and especially not in the music side of it. I mean, obviously, it's different. It's not your talking voice, but mm-hmm. I just got sick of hearing myself. I've been recording so many demos. I was like, you again with the fucking same <laughs> bullshit? I was like, shut up, bro. No one wants to hear it. And maybe they do, but I didn't want to. So I just had to censor myself. 
just also writing lyrics is difficult sometimes as well and if you don't have something really sort of pertinent or potent to say i just think i can sometimes get it said i can capture the emotive feeling with with just music and chords and melody rather than um having to put that language into it you know which i think sometimes can even maybe stifle it a little bit well personally sometimes for me anyway yeah for sure something um with me i'm a kind of a i say kind of musician i guess i am a musician no need for that kind of yeah go on make yourself but like yeah like you're saying like it's kind of a somewhat similar point but like with listening to your own voice i find with me if it's if i'm working on on like a song or whatever i can listen to it like a million times and not have a problem but as soon as it's like listening for i don't know if someone puts the song on it's just like oh i don't want to fucking hear myself yeah it's just the worst you know the feeling yes yeah i don't feel um like the embarrassment or the kind of like dread feeling when i play people one of the songs of mine that's instrumental Mm. But when there's ones with my vocals, I'm like, oh, you've got to listen to me like sing about emotions and feelings yeah. and stuff that I in it. I'm like, oh, yuck. Yeah. What I feel is important. Yeah. That's what I don't want. I'm like, yeah, yeah. what I feel, who gives a fuck about what I mm. think and feel? I think I'm more like proud of what I can do with music. Like check out the, the violin part or listen to the way mm. the sax comes in here or those percussion elements or the cello or the double bass. So it's like, look at that. We've got this beautiful harp and this piano player like that stuff to me. I think I, yeah, not so much. My voice is, isn't the thing that I'm like sure. wanting people to pay the most attention to Not that I don't think it's good sometimes or, you know, whatever, but I, I, I don't have like a giant heart on for my voice or think I'm the greatest or anything. I think if you did, You'd just be the worst, and I, I just wouldn't want to talk to you. Yeah, but I'd probably be way more famous. Yeah, because you got like you know you got to be a psycho to get to the top. Mm, no, definitely, <laughs> a lot definitely. Of it, yeah, that yeah. self belief is what gets you there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, um, with the kind of instrument uh, instrumentation on 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 this one, I read somewhere that there was a little bit of collaboration going on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what kind of people did you collaborate with and what did you do yourself? Yeah, so the producer who I worked on it with, his name's Tony Buchan. He's a Sydney guy, but he'd moved to Los Angeles and had mm-hmm. been working there for quite a few years. And I'd known him through Miami Horror. We did a track together years ago. And then I was living in LA as well. So we just ran into each other and we'd always gotten on quite well when we'd sort of known each other in the past but i just hadn't seen him in ages and yeah we it was a great catch-up i think we went for coffee and had lunch and then i saw him a few times and then i thought well let's let's do some music together so he invited me down to a studio and we did the what is it the second track on the record it's called isolation we did that in a couple of days Mm -hmm. and then after that it was like yeah this this is definitely working let's do some more but even on that first song he got his friend Joey Warren to come down and play the drums on it. And that guy is, he's like 
maybe arguably like one of the greatest session drummers of all time but obviously right. when you're a session drummer people don't know your name like he mm. played with beck and on all those beck records for about 10 15 years Amazing. he's played with rufus wainwright he's placed for, for roger waters now like he does all those wow. you know those giant pink floyd tours that roger yeah, yeah. waters does with the yeah. big fucking balloon of donald trump's face and all that. that's <laughs> joey playing on the drums like right. he's he played for air he plays in tom york's band adams for peace it's like flea tom york and joey wow so he's the man like just the fucking absolute man mm. and he then so tony knows him he's like yeah just come down hang out for a little bit and play on the tune <laughs> uh, i didn't really know this much about him at the time i knew he like that he that he was a dude and he was just really lovely as well so cool. we just got on so he played on i think he plays on three songs on the record and then a couple of other friends this guy john kirby who's a la like keyboard genius wizard dude he's playing on um the first track on the record it's sort of like he's like the feature of that song and there's a harpist i mentioned mary Lattimore is her name lots of people who play with lots of wonderful other bands from los angeles and they just tony had connects for them to come down to the studio so him and i would sort of come up with the idea of what we wanted the song to be you sort of a, a, a more so him than me really on this record like i right. it was fun to hand over the all a lot of the thinking parts to him it was like here's my songs what do you reckon like you know what i like and we're both on very similar wavelengths with that right. influences and what we knew that it needed to be so i let him sort of suggest stuff most of the time he'd be like yeah i've got so-and-so lined up i've been texting them they're keen to come down this afternoon to play so he was really uh directing most of it and then i would um disappear back to melbourne for a, a few months in between trips to la and then i would take what we'd worked on and i recorded a bunch of strings here with um jenny from that band i know leopard from sydney She's been doing stuff like that. We've been working together for years. And then I would nut away, come up with some more demos and things here. And then I'd go, when I'd go back to LA again, him and I would just work and he'd call more people in. And eventually it was all done. Amazing. Amazing. Mm. So you mentioned kind of going between LA and Melbourne. When was this recorded? Because obviously that is not an easy thing to do. Yeah, the year before um, the Big C. Yes. So 2019. So these songs are I a mean, little not, not, yeah. not super old, but there is old. Well, I mean, Adele's 33 and she just put out a record called 30. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what her marketing She's just trying to tell us all that she's younger than she yeah. is. Yeah. It'd be great if I could call this record like 35 or something yeah. like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm 38. It's okay. I'm not worried just about it. Lie to the people. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, I mean, but I, yeah, like everyone knows, unless you're King Gizzard, everyone's records like a couple mm. of years, yeah. you know, recorded and then it takes a while to sort of sure. the cycle of the system to happen. For sure. Yeah, that album's great. What I wanted to move on to, what I teased earlier, you have a, well, we, you teased earlier, actually, you have a podcast as well, the bottom of it, mm. which um, I guess similar kind of stuff to this, music, musician interviews, things like that. And you've been doing it for like five years now? I think so. Yeah. I can't. The That sounds right. I reckon it's five years. I did it when not everyone had one. Right. But I was still, people had them. Yeah. And then I started it and now every single person has a podcast. Yeah. Now it's like, uh, yeah, podcast overkill. But yeah. 
This, it's band overkill. It's everything overkill. The world yeah. is this population overkill. That's why it's created a virus to try and kill us. <laughs> but we still wouldn't let it defeat us. Yeah, no one exactly. Wants to take, take the hand. <laughs> there's uh, too much of everything. There's too and, much of everything. Yeah, yeah color. Um, but yeah, it's been really. I've loved doing it. As you know, it's it's a, just an enjoyable thing to do, mm, isn't it? It's definitely. nice to talk to people, and yeah, had some great guests over the years. I think through people like. Tony and through being in Miami Horror and just having been around for a long enough time in the music biz, I've met a lot of people and you become friends with people and friends mm. friends of friends and more um, artists are willing to do it. So yeah, some of the big ones, I guess Mark Mother's Bar is like the head, the, you know, he's the he's Devo, like the main guy in Devo mm-hmm. and a huge composer for all, I think he did Thor, Ragnarok and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and right. that What We Do in the Shadows TV show. He's like one of the big shot composers. He was on it. He was great. It was lovely to talk to him. Asked him some few questions about Whippet, of course, that <laughs> needed to be done. Uh, Michael from Queens of the Stone Age, Chris from Grizzly Bear, uh, what are some Australian artists? I just had Luke Steele from Empire of the Sun on it. Uh, Nick Littlemore from Penal. Um, I forget. There's been lots because, there's like I said, there's been like nearly 70 episodes or something. Mm. But lots of people that I love and respect, some friends, some people I didn't know but I just met like on tour and they were cool and then we are just – I thought it would be great to interview them. And – yeah, been a little difficult during the lockdown because I don't want to do that many online, but sure. the world is changing again. So hopefully lining up more to keep the dream alive. Definitely. What what made you want to start a podcast? Mm, let me. Re- what made you want to start a podcast? What made me? Um, I just, so I do radio as well, like I mentioned, and I, um, I do interviews and that, but I wanted to be able to swear. That was really the main reason oh sure okay interesting yeah i swear i i think i swear all the time anyway and i Mm -hmm. don't really care but i guess it's because i'm not on a radio yeah perhaps if i was on a radio maybe i would still swear i don't know they probably would tell me that i wouldn't swear it's quite weird isn't it that you can't the like you can put pictures of like the world is it's a very dichotomous strange place that we still censor these particular channels but in so many other places vile and disgusting shit is happening all the time like they could show a mangled body on the news but you can't say fuck like who cares we've come this far this like set it free let it go just like have I a big so. flapping dick on the TV screen, <laughs> free the nipple, all the swearing, and then maybe everything will just balance out eventually. I think so. <laughs> maybe I don't. I don't really know. I mean, well, they did the drug thing in Portugal, right? Like they decriminalized everything. I think it's. I mean, I imagine it's not perfect, but maybe you've just got to set everything free. No boundaries, no rules everywhere. You've created world peace there. Yeah, or absolute anarchy. I don't know. There still needs to be some policing. No, there has to be rules. It's true. <laughs> some rules. There's yeah. got to be some some rules. But yeah, things like it's weird. You listen to the radio in America, and they bleep out the. I think it's either God or the word damn, like in God yeah. damn. Yeah. I, I forget. I think it's God. I feel like they maybe don't take the damn out, but they keep. Yeah. The t- God part out 
And on quite a lot of songs, yeah, like across all of the radio stations, even like K-Rock, like the big ones and stuff, I'm pretty sure. I can't entirely remember, but mm. yeah, you're like, hang on, but you can go shoot motherfuckers at the high school, yeah. but like you, can, <laughs> you got to sense that out. It's just, yeah, anyway, we don't need to get into all this, but um, yeah. you like to swear, sure. I just wanted to talk to people. I found my thing was I have had, have had whatever, a lot of, music friends that I'd find myself even when we were just hanging out having beers or going mm-hmm. for coffee that I'd like to ask them lots of questions about what it is that they do I guess I'm an, an inquisitive person in that sure. way but it, it felt weird doing it at a pub or at a bar when you're just hanging out with someone so I, was, I thought like how about we do this in an official capacity you know to ask people that I was close to if I could do it and actually yeah, really sort of dig in and ask them deeper questions without them being like, hey, man, chill out. We're just having a beer at some cool. Saturday night. So that yeah, was the main, the main for reason sure. for it. For sure. I, um, I'm being a bit facetious when I say it's just for the swearing. It was, it was other reasons as well, similar kind of I things. Know, I get it. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a good old time and it keeps me busy. Yeah, 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 I know. And it's just... It makes your brain bigger, I think. It's mm-hmm. expansive. I guess the more, yeah, getting to know people, asking people lots of questions is sort of probably the best thing that anyone could do ever for anything. Mm. <laughs> like if you want to understand the world more, ask more people mm. more questions. Yes, and definitely. Yeah, yeah, and don't like, instead of like telling everyone what you think, about mm. everything loudly all the time. If everyone took a step back and took a deep breath and asked more people more questions, yes. we'd probably be in a better place, wouldn't we? I think you're right there. Mm. Again, world peace. <laughs> you're the man. Um, back to the music a little bit. Um, so with, I guess, you're in quite a, you do like quite a few different kind of projects here and there. So you got this, um, the kind of the solo thing then, you got um, Miami Horror, um, All the Colors, and Telenova as well. Yes, um, I do. And they're all kind of different kind of sounds, I suppose. Yes, they are. I like music. Yes. Is there, for you, is there a different thing you get out of each project? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Telenova is really great because I don't have to sing mm-hmm. and I get to do all of the musical yeah, get to explore musically how I would like to. And also with Ed from Some Sociable working, you know, the two of us working on the computers and making the music together, it's nice to have someone to bounce off. And then Ange has a beautiful voice and then Mm. her and I write the lyrics together. I like writing lyrics with her for her voice and I like, yeah, being in a band with that instrument. Her voice is beautiful so it's a great instrument to to be able to be in a band with if you think about it like that and the solo stuff obviously i can kind of go and do whatever i want musically which is very liberating all the colors is just our rock i I was thinking about the other day it's sort of hard rock what they called hard rock in the 90s i suppose (laughs) alternative rock like like Soundgarden and smashing pumpkins and just all the guitar rock bands that we loved growing up as teenagers that's what all the colors was for and then miami horror is a place for me to be a front man really and just entertain you know i i've written at 
a handful of songs with Miami Horror over the years, but Ben's the main horror, Benjamin Plant's sure. the sort of head horror, not even sort of, he is. And so I will front the band and work with him wherever and whatever's necessary, but he sort of dictates what direction it goes in. So sure. I'm kind of just the big swinging dick out the front, really. <laughs> which is so much fun getting to be the entertainer and play the guitar and sing the songs. Yeah. It's a, so that kind of, I think between all of that and doing my podcast, it's kind of mostly got my music desires covered. There's not much room for much else. Yeah. I'm working with another guy, a really close friend of mine. His name is RF Coleman. And that's the new project that we're both very passionate about. He's a, star he's a demented superstar keep an eye out for him sounds the he sounds like the best yeah he's a real character check get his get his instagram r f coleman he's he's an artist like he paints as well and does charcoal drawings he's a writer he's a weirdo singer it's kind of just a mixture of all things bizarre and crazy and artistic and cool and weird and yeah it's gonna be good Sounds like an amazing time. Yeah, great front man too. Cool, cool, cool. Well, it's been a been a pleasure chatting with you today. No problem. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for listening and thank you to Josh for chatting with me. Don't forget to check out Josh's new album, Melancholia, wherever you buy or stream music and go check out his socials along with the socials for Life on Music, which I'll leave in the description of the episode. And if you did enjoy this episode, you can follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. And if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, you can also leave a rating and a review. If that's something you feel like doing, the more stars, the better for me. And what is life if not doing things that are better for me? But that is all for this one. Until next time, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.